News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Martin Byrne. He's the Vice President for EPAM Systems Ireland, and he joins me now. Martin, you're very welcome to the programme. I'm delighted to be here, Bobby. Thank you very much. Now, I want to bring you back to Whitehall. Uh, you were from what's known as an Aer Lingus family. Tell us about your, well, your early days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it features large. My parents met in Aer Lingus. My, my dad was uh, an engineer there for many years. Uh, they met and we settled in uh, the Whitehall area, Chantal Road. Most of our neighbours worked at the airport or in Aer Lingus. It was just, that was okay. the environment we grew up in, yeah. And your first, I suppose, part-time job was in the airport in a... In, in the old cocktail bar in okay. Dublin Okay, now that was a character-building experience. It certainly was. 12-hour <laughs> shifts uh, back in the day when everybody smoked. <laughs> and so yeah. at the end of the day... You can understand why people wanted to get rid of smoking from a working environment. But yeah, it was, uh, they were long, but it was interesting. And you met some interesting characters along the way. Um, you were educated in St. Aidan's CBS. That's right. The uh, alma, alma mater of people like Bertie Ahern and Liam Brady. Some, yes. some wonderful uh, achievers came through that school. That's Off right. to study science in UCD. Um, and then into Irish life on a graduate programme. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I was very, so the mid eighties was a tough time to get a job. I came out of college and I applied. Irish Life was running a graduate recruitment program, and I was fortunate enough to be selected, one of six in a group at the time. So I got to learn about the whole IT sector. I okay. was trained as a programmer, trainee programmer back in the mid eighties. A very different time. And I think you then went. Was it then when you went to work with digital? Were you in Clonmel or in Galway? No, in Dublin, in, in Dublin. Park House. I okay. Was, yeah, I, when I was in Irish Life, I had started to interact with digital. And in fact, what had happened was I decided to go to London. But just as I was doing that, digital reached out and said, would I consider joining them here? So I spent nearly 12 years with digital and that was an amazing experience. Great employer. What is it about that company that so many people came out of there who went on to be successful in now, and I know a lot of them were almost forced entrepreneurs in that, because I think the business it it, it ceased rather abruptly, and yeah, a lot of people it, it, ended up pieces of it started to come apart. Like yeah. manufacturing in Galway and Clonmel started to stop, and then about five years later, it was acquired by Compaq and then HP. What was it? I think it was the culture of the organisation. Um, it had a wonderful culture. It looked after its people. It, it expected high things, but it encouraged people and gave people the opportunity to, to express themselves. Um, and you just could see the great talent. There was also a great sense of camaraderie and teamwork in, in the organisation. Yeah, no, because it, 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 it is, it, stand out, it stands out yeah. as, as, some, as, you know, as a real best in class. You know, because so many good people, as I say, went on to do uh, other great things. Yeah, I know. You come across ex-digital um, people still stay in contact with each other yeah. as well. So, And where did you go after digital then? 
So I actually decided to try my hand at the at a startup. So I was in a company called Marrakesh for a while. So you bear a few scars from I, that. Too. It was, let's say a learning exercise <laughs> right. in, in the basics of business. And then I went on to EDS, which is a more traditional company. And then I tried to um, with the Indian organization. I joined Tata and I was there for a number of years. And, and was tell an me, tell experience. me a little bit about that culture. You know, when you having come from the culture of digital uh, Tata, Indian group, huge company huge, huge. in all sorts of things, yeah? Oh, it was quite uh, extraordinary when you understood the extent of Tata's business. I mean, even now they've, they, they're have they acquiring back, I think. They're setting up Tata Airlines again, which was the original Air India. So in every aspect, they're a huge organisation and huge presence. It's almost like a, a royal family in India. And did you represent them on this side of the world or did you work? I, I represented them in, in Ireland, yeah, right. in, the, in the sales and new business sector, yeah. Okay, and what sort Tata of... Tata Consultancy, which is their IT arm, yeah. Okay, so so, so IT is the common denominator here IT through your has, whole career. It is indeed, yeah. Absolutely. And when we talk about uh, EPAM systems, a very interesting business that, again, seemed to come out of Eastern Europe, out of Russia, or the former USSR. It, it was so. It's a very. It was a very. So it's thirty years old okay. this year. And and our our CEO Ark was the man who founded it. So he's he's been running our organization from from the start. And he had this vision of, you know, bringing and harnessing the amazing talent coming out of the post-Soviet world. Eastern Europe was producing amazing engineering talent, software engineers. And bring that initially to the US. So we set up, I guess, at the same time in Philadelphia, where we're headquartered, and in Minsk. And we brought all of that talent to bear in the US and then, of course, to Europe. And we still do that. And just to remind our listeners, this is a business that employs 60,000 people globally. Yeah, uh, There's right. only 60 in Ireland, but uh, which, which is, but it's, it's a massive well, conglomerate. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, it's it's grown massively over the last thirty years, and it's um, you know we've had our challenges in the last year, obviously because of the as you mentioned, we've had a lot of talent based in Ukraine and Belarus and Russia, and we've had to manage our people, and we've had to st- shut down our Russian operation, and then relocate a lot of the talent. But we've managed to do that and keep the business running. It's wow, been, it's been a difficult time. Yeah, and yeah. We still support our Ukrainian colleagues who inspire us every day as they work. Day in, day out, despite whatever goes on, they've been supporting our customer business. One of the things I wanted to ask you when you're here, and my guest is Martin Byrne, he's the Vice President of EPAM Systems in Ireland, um, was about AI, artificial intelligence, because you're very close to this world. You advise clients on, you see it as both an opportunity and a threat. Could I just... Could I just... Well, I wouldn't say a threat. We see it as an opportunity, but like all these things, it's so powerful, you just need to be careful with it. So, But is that not a threat? Well, of course it is. And it's a threat in the sense that people, you know, who have a malicious intent could take it and use it. Um, and I guess what we're also trying to explore right now is all of the benefits and the uses that people can employ in their business but at the same time being careful about things like data protection right. and IP and those aspects. And those things, I think, are going to be clarified over time. And I think right now there are immediate benefits that don't present any kind of a, a risk in that area. And I think in the medium term, we'll realise actually these things are all manageable in terms of the, the, the sense around uh, data protection. So, and it, would it be your view, Martin, that... AI, obviously it has different applications in different sectors and in, in different types of businesses. So 
that it's in, is it individual to every sector in terms of its use? It has a lot of common benefits. And then what we're doing is actually developing use cases for each business sector to demonstrate the benefits specific to those businesses. Okay. Right. So, and that's a lot of what we're doing at the moment. There's a, a lot of work going on. We're investing a lot of time and energy using our talents to develop these use cases and demonstrate them to people. So um, we're taking people on a journey. We're guiding them through this. And, and I think it's an important, it's, it's an important new development in the whole area of technology. It has fantastic benefits. Yeah. And from everything across, and it'll affect all our lives. It's not just about technology. It will affect all of our lives. But as somebody who has been involved in, 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 in IT for many years, the speed of change around the technical piece, the technology, how do you keep up with that? Like in terms of, like you're talking now about AI, 20 years ago, it was about something completely different. So the pace of change technically versus how you respond as humans. Um, it, it's, it's, I guess it keeps us all interested. There's no <coughs> doubt about it. There's constant development. And and even as I was just talking out er, outside earlier, AI is, it's not just here and that's what it is. It is continually developing as well. So you'll see this as, as a, a continuous journey as AI actually starts to generative AI. I mean, AI has been with us for some time, machine learning, robotic process automation. These things are actually, we've been using them for some time. Yeah. I think generative AI just caught the headlines because it's so transformative in terms of it's okay. kind of reached that level that it's a bit of a, it's got the wow factor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll continue to develop. And yes, there are other things still happening as, uh, you know, other developments, you know, as, as we, as we. So do you see a big part of the future of, of your role and driving the business then in AI and in working specifically with clients around the opportunities that they can glean out of it. Exactly. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to benefit um, clients themselves directly. It's also going to benefit us in terms of how we deliver our services to clients so we can use generative AI as an additional team member. Like we can literally generate code or we can use it to test code and provide engineering support. So it's all part of it's going to in, improve and, and add to the quality of everything we do. Can I also ask you then about, you talked about the culture at digital, the culture at Tata, um, your own culture at EPAM, which again is strong. It has a, a rich history, uh, Eastern Europe based. Uh, how do you then, as the leader on these parts of the world, how do you, how are you going to prevent or make sure that that culture is kept and enhanced. So, yeah, we do have a very strong um, engineering culture. We've um, we've developed that and we treasure that because it's a very important part of our USP, if you like. Um, and and we're always aware and looking for the right kind of talent to make sure that there's a good cultural fit. So when we're growing the team and developing the team, um, it's very important that we have colleagues who can enhance and, and add to that. So we've diversified as well. I guess we've also gone from pure engineering to more design and consulting to complement everything okay. we do so we can actually add the kind of design to deployment type services to for our customers. Well, listen, it's a wonderful business. And again, it, you're, you're operating in a very exciting space. Very finally, it all goes full circle because back to Aer Lingus, 
I believe you're an anorak when it comes to planes. And I, you've recently taken up flying. Well, not recently. In the last few years, yeah, I started yeah. to take some <laughs> flying lessons and then COVID got in the way. So I'm going to have to go back to that again. But yeah, I've always been... I Unfinished ever business. Since, yeah, I've always been a bit of an anorak when it comes to anything to do with airplanes, yeah. All right, well, Martin Byrne, uh, Vice President and Country Manager for EPAM Systems here in Ireland. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bobby. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.